Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He is risen. Hallelujah. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Hallelujah. Remember how he told you. Hallelujah. That the Son of Man must be crucified and on the third day rise. Alleluia. the living among the dead. Alleluia. Remember how he told you, Alleluia, that the Son of Man must be crucified and on the third day rise. Alleluia. to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God the Father, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life to us. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of our sin by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the festival of the resurrection of our Lord is written in the book of the prophet Job, chapter 19. Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, 
that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. This is the word of the Lord. The second lesson is written in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5. Your boasting is not good. 
Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ, our Paschal Lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. 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 The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. Glory be to you, O Lord. Glory be When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the gospel of the Lord.
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of Jesus. It's time for a feast. For it's Easter. The season of Lent, the season of fasting is over. Let the feasting begin. So bring on Easter breakfast. Bring on the pancakes and the eggs and the sausage. And bring on Easter dinner. Bring on the honey-glazed ham and the roasted lamb and potatoes and vegetables. It's time for feasting. But how long will this feast really last? Your breakfast will last not more than a couple of hours. Even the leftover ham for your sandwiches won't last more than a few days. But the feast of Easter is not like that. It's not just for a couple of hours once a year. Because what God has done on this day is once and for all. And this feast is forever. This is the Paschal Feast. That might not be a word you use every day, the word Paschal. It comes from the Hebrew word for the Passover. It points us back to the Old Testament, to the days when God's people were slaves in Egypt. God was about to set his people free from their bondage, but first, a little feast, an unblemished lamb, No bones broken, roasted, no leftovers. Side dishes of unleavened bread, wine, bitter herbs. But before you eat that lamb, God said, I want you to take its blood and paint it on the doorframe of your houses. Because on that night, the angel of death was going to come through Egypt to kill the firstborn in every household so that Israel could go free. But the angel of death would pass over the houses with blood marking their door. In fact, God told them, before they even celebrated the Passover that first night, before it even happened, he told them that this event would be so monumental that they were to repeat this feast once a year to remember it. And on top of that, he told them that from now on, this month is going to be the first month of your year. From now on, you're changing your calendars and you are going to forevermore mark your time by this feast, by God's saving rescue. And God did it. He rescued, he spared the firstborn sons, and he rescued all of his people out of Egypt. He even divided the waters of the Red Sea so that they could walk to safety on dry land. And every year they were to observe and celebrate this feast. Until one night, a man named Jesus feasted with his disciples one last time. Until one Friday, when this perfectly innocent man was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And when this man's blood 
was poured out unto death. His suffering and his passion totally consumed him. There was nothing left, no leftovers. Since he was already dead when the soldiers came to break the legs of the other criminals, this lamb too was left with bones unbroken. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. This feast is ours. But in our case, death was not destined to come just to the firstborn in each household. It was coming to each one. It was coming to you. You, descendants of Adam and Eve, who thought God was joking when he said, if you try feasting on forbidden fruit, you will surely die. Death is coming to you. You who find yourself enticed when Satan lies and terrified when he tells the truth. Death is coming to us who usually want what we deserve but are shocked to find out what we deserve. The wages of sin is death. Do you ever get the feeling that we are just living under the shroud of death? Maybe it's the loss of someone near and dear to you that has you feeling that way. Or maybe it's advancing age and it's insistent reminders of our mortality. Perhaps it's news reports of crazed gunmen or, or doomsday scenarios sketched by environmentalists. Or, or maybe it's what you heard and saw on Good Friday. Or Jesus... Even Jesus actually died. But he is no longer dead. And so we feast. And we feast because in his death, death has passed over us. See? His blood now marks our door. Faith points to it. Death passes o'er. And Satan cannot harm us. What a feast. A living lamb. Christ is our feast. It's a feast that banishes death and gloom forever. So let me ask you then, how long shall such a feast last? If death is destroyed. Can you finish the feast today? No, not ever. If even the Passover was to be celebrated once a year because it was such a big deal, how much longer, how much more joyously and how much more often shall we feast with this Paschal Lamb? Well, in the Christian church, we can never really get enough of it. In the Christian year, Easter, Easter's not just a day, it's a whole season. It's a whole week of weeks, 49 days. But actually, we need more time than that. So, so from the earliest of times, Christians gathered on what they called the Lord's Day, we call Sunday. They gathered, they couldn't resist gathering at least 
once a weekly anniversary of this most tremendous event to worship the Lord. The early Christians worshiped their risen Christ even after he had ascended into heaven. Every week they gathered together. And every week was for them a little Easter. And on that day they feasted. A Paschal feast. A feast to remember God's gracious rescue from sin. God's rescue from death. Our Paschal lamb was sacrificed. But look, he's alive forever and ever. Therefore, let us keep this Paschal feast. Let us, let us keep it by our own little Easter's 52 times a year. Let us keep this feast by our reception of the living Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Let us keep the feast by taking his body to eat, by taking the blood of the Lamb, not to paint it on the door frames of our homes, but to drink from it. And in this supper, receive everything that Jesus sacrificed won for you, so that death may pass o'er. If you were to look closely at the Paschal candle, the large candle in front, you would see there in wax a lamb. For Christ, our Paschal, Passover lamb has been sacrificed. And this lamb, this Paschal feast, is our life, our baptismal life. For the Apostle Paul writes to the Romans, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. Because we have been baptized into Christ, his life, risen from the dead, is now ours. His perfect life has not only been credited to our account by his death, but by his resurrection, he also now lives in us. A new and holy life. A batch made without yeast, the yeast of sin. And so this candle, this Paschal candle, will be lit throughout this entire Easter season until extinguished on Ascension evening. But the Paschal feast is a lifelong feast. That's why the candle usually lives back by the baptismal font. It starts at your baptism and it continues all the way through to the very end so that at your funeral when, you're, when your body is in a box in front of church here, we'll stand here, light the candle and confess that yes, even then, death has passed over you. You shall live because Christ who lives in you lives. The Paschal feast is a big one. Highest feast in the church year, it's, and it's a long one. It starts with Christ. And it continues through your whole life of faith as you continue to feast 
on word and sacrament as you continue to live in Christ and live in his word and it ends, well, no, no, it doesn't ever end. This feast goes on into eternity. The feast only comes to its fulfillment when we finally sit down in heaven at the marriage feast of the Lamb, our Paschal Lamb. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We now join in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, on this glorious day, fill your people with a holy fear at the resurrection of your Son, that we would tremble no longer before the grave, but rejoice and live in the truth of your power to save. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us hold fast to the word preached to us, that receiving it with joy, we may take our stand in it and be saved by it. Hinder all who would sow doubt into our hearts and grant us courage to confess its truth in our life and conversation. Lord, in your mercy, bless our president and all who make and administer our laws, frustrate the forces of evil, and do not let our leaders cooperate with them or further their goals. Guard our armed forces as they stand watch for us at home and abroad. Let them serve with honor and integrity. Lord, in your mercy, have mercy on the sick and those in any need. Let the dawning light of the new creation in Christ sustain them in faith. In accord with your will, grant them renewed health, a foretaste of the eternal healing in him. Lord, in your mercy, Give us joy in your son's great victory feast as he shares it with us from this altar. In the eating of his true body and the drinking of his precious blood in faith, overcome our sin by his forgiveness and swallow up our death in his life that we may be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Lord, in your mercy, comfort those who mourn with the truth of Christ's empty tomb that in the midst of their grief they may abide in the hope of his resurrection. Uphold them in faith as they await the day when you will wipe every tear from all faces. Lord, in your mercy, we join today in singing eternal alleluias with innumerable angels in the festal gathering, with the assembly of the firstborn enrolled in heaven, and with the spirits of the righteous made perfect. And we bring these petitions before you, dear Father, trusting in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. But chiefly we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the very Paschal Lamb which was offered for us and has taken away the sins of the world. By his death he has destroyed death and by his rising to life again he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, 
evermore praising you and saying, Almighty God, endless is your mercy and eternal is your reign. Out of love you created us and everything which exists. In mercy you preserved the church in Noah's day with a flood. In grace you promised to bless us through Abraham's seed. With patience you protected that seed through the judges and kings of Israel. In faithfulness you repeated your promises through the prophets. And when the time had fully come, you sent your son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law with a perfect and sufficient sacrifice which paid the price for the sins of the entire world. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, gracious Lord, we bow before you in thankfulness for your many and varied gifts, for Christ's redemptive death, his victorious resurrection, his ascension promises, and his powerful reign at your right hand. Bolstered by your endless grace and Pentecost spirit, we eagerly await his glorious return. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power and the glory forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
God the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through him you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, so that we willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. You may remain standing for the closing hymn.